Welcome to Multiple Revenue Streams, the podcast for anyone who wants to start a side hustle, business owners who wish to expand, entrepreneurs who build brands, and moms who build empires. I'm your host, Linda Payan, and I'm here to encourage you to keep going, do the little things every day, and start building a revenue stream that you are proud of. Please sit back, relax, grab your sparkling water, and let's find it. Hello, MRS listeners. Today is exciting. We have Kara Laws, who is a business educator and owner of Launched. Kara has built six businesses, sold four, and still runs two. Kara created a program to teach business owners how. How to open a business, how to avoid expensive mistakes, how to start growing, and how to do everything in the right order. Welcome, Kara. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. So thrilled to have you here. Why don't you share a quick little journey as to how you started those businesses? You mentioned that you were 19 when you started the first one. So can you share a little bit about your path? I will I'll try to share it quick. Uh, when I was in sixth grade, not quick, so I'm going back to sixth grade. When I was in sixth grade, we had like this market day and essentially... We all got together in little teams and we created little businesses and sold things to each other. Really, we were all selling like the exact same Rice Krispie treats to each other because we're 10 or 11, whatever. Uh, But I thought it was so cool. It was so cool. I absolutely loved it. And I was like, I want to do something like this. When I was 15, I was hired in a pizza place. And uh, when I was 16, I was their manager. And I did that until I graduated from high school. Starting a business just seemed like a natural next step to me. So when I was 19... I started my first official business, which was a photography studio. I was good at it. I was a good photographer. I thought that would be nice and easy. So I started there. I ran that for about 10 years, opened a couple other businesses, sold them along the way. And now I teach business education. I've been doing that for about five years, five or six years. Awesome. So what were your other businesses that you sold? Oh my goodness. I always forget one. So let's see if I can do them all. Uh, So I've done short-term rentals. I had an event company doing like a big girls night out event being with hundreds of people, the photography studio, forgetting one. Oh, I had like a, a marketing business, like a local marketing online, teaching people how to be online, websites, that type of thing. Uh, and then currently I have a business called Small Town Hub, which helps rural communities with their economic development. It helps their businesses in rural areas. And then this business, which is launched, was that the right amount? That's the right amount. Wow. Yes. Good job. Yes. <laughs> Let's talk about Launched. Tell us when you first started Launched, because right now, if you look at the website, you've got you've got a book on pre-order, you've got a speaking business, you've got an academy. So you've got a lot going on. Share with the listeners what you started with initially and how you built up everything that you're doing. How I started initially, I was actually looking for selling my photography studio and I was taking a ton of business education from a business in Utah. We were working with a whole bunch of other businesses. They taught business education, small business owners, and they actually recruited me to start training and teaching for them. And I wasn't sure I wanted to do business education. I just had to get out of the photography. I was done with the photography studio. They recruited me from there and it kind of just snowballed from that. So they recruited me and And then I started working for the Women's Business Center of Utah, and they hired me to come in as a coach and teach all of their women. And while I was there teaching their women, I mean, I'm meeting with 
20 women a week. They're all saying the exact same thing. They all have the exact same problems. They're drowning in their business now or they can't make any money. They don't know what they're doing. They're feeling lost and confused. And as I taught them stuff and we fixed problems, big problems, expensive problems, they all just kept saying, I wish I would have known this at the beginning. I wish I would have known this at the beginning, but I can't find it. So I went to find it for them, but I can't find it either. So I just created it. It was actually adapted from some of my education with Small Town Hub which is for rural business owners. I just adapted it to launched, which is just new business owners, specifically women. And I adapted all of that and just started throwing it all together. And we started with the course. I wrote the book this year, part of last year and this year, and just to kind of piece things together as we grew. That's really exciting. You mentioned that business is so much more than selling stuff. So why don't you elaborate on that a little bit? For sure. When I was a photographer, I I am a good photographer. I'm good at that. I'm very good at it. And I was like, obviously, I'm a good photographer. So therefore, I'll be good at business. Like, of course, people would hire me. I will make money. It's fine. Um, That's not how business works. The highest paid people in your industry, the people who are the busiest, they're not necessarily the best at it, but they're good at business. Business has lots of pieces. Besides just, I have some stuff. Do you want to buy it? Because I'm good at it. There's lots of pieces that I wasn't aware of when I started. What are the pieces? To start with, like branding. Branding matters. A lot of people think your branding is just your logo. It's not. It's who you are. It's what you care about. It's how people feel when they come in contact with you. People will spend up to 30% more on a company with a brand that they care about. That's a ton. It also helps people remember who you are. So branding is a huge piece. Marketing is a huge piece. I didn't really understand marketing. It doesn't matter if you're good at what you do. If you can't get it out to the right people in a clear and concise way, they're not doing anything about it. They don't understand. They don't know what the next steps are. You have to know what your money looks like. You have to know that you're charging the right amount. You have to know what your costs look like. All of those things matter. And then my favorite one uh, is systems. You have to be able to create systems so you're consistent. Your clients know you're consistent. You can hire. You can grow. You know how to find the holes in your business and fix them. Like there's so many of these pieces. Those are just four of them. But there's so many pieces that you really need to make sure business is running consistently and really well and making money. Yay for money. (laughs) That's right. Yay. I agree with everything. And I feel like systems is kind of the backbone of any great business because Mm -hmm. when you have systems in place, you know exactly what you need to do every day. You also mention how to market like you matter. So tell us a little bit about how marketing like you, tell us a little bit about that. This is totally going to be like the title of my next book or something. It's just market like you matter because business owners kind of market like they're hiding. I don't know if that makes sense. We kind of often are afraid of putting ourselves out there too much. We don't want to annoy people. We don't want to bug people. We don't want to be too much. We don't want to make fun of us. We we have a hard time really marketing like we matter. We kind of market like we're scared. But when you look at like big corporations, they don't care if they're annoying you. They're still putting their <laughs> stuff out there. Coke is never like, oh my gosh, we played this ad one too many times. What if Kara's bugged by it? I am, but they don't care. Disney, when Disney launched Disney Plus, they announced it two years in advance. Two years before it launched, they were announcing and advertising it. Typically, small business owners were giving ourselves these teeny tiny week 
maybe two week runways to get anything out. We don't give people a chance to care because we're doing things so quickly and kind of under the radar. We got to figure out how to care a little bit more. Do you feel we're going in quickly and under the radar because our wallets aren't as deep as maybe some of the bigger corporations? Obviously, we can't compete financially with the big corporations. However, I don't see that as an issue with most of my people. Okay. Most of it's, I don't have a plan. I didn't create a plan. I don't want to bug people. If I announce it too soon, they'll just be annoyed. Uh, Most of it's that kind of stuff because there's a lot of marketing we can do that doesn't cost a lot of money. Share with us some marketing that doesn't cost a lot of money. I mean, like posting on your social media, even announcing that you have something available way ahead of time. A lot of us aren't even announcing it online, but keeping up with your email list, making sure they're aware of what's going on and what's happening. Even doing like awareness campaigns to your email list. That is a really cost-effective type of social media campaign. Speaking, things like this on a podcast, networking. Networking is cheap, usually free. Uh, To get out there and really see people and talk to people, there are a ton of things you can do that are cheap and or free as a small business owner that's still consistently putting yourself out there, still being proud of what you're doing without selling down people's throats. There's like a difference. Do you know what I mean? Oh, 100%. You can share your personality on social media for free. You can share a lot about yourself in a fun way, in a good way. Mm-hmm. And a ton about your business. I love like the little sticker companies and the the cookie decorators and stuff where they can show you what they're doing again and again and again, but they're not shoving their sales down their throats, but they are being very consistent and showing people what they're doing, which is part of marketing like you matter is putting your stuff out there, like being loud that you have it without having to chase people down. And DM people you don't know. (laughs) Exactly. Why don't you share for anybody that's interested in starting to build a course, how long did it take you to build the course? And did you follow a program or did you do it on your own? I'm not a very good program follower. (laughs) One of the things that set me apart as a photographer was that I never went to the big, massive photographer trainings, the popular people that everyone went and learned stuff from and copied. I never went to those things. My stuff was always my own. I didn't really follow a course for this. I was working on the outline of my book and I put my book and my course kind of together. I love it. I use the outline for my book to create my course. It took me about eight months to to complete my, my entire course and book and the course go just really, really nicely together. So I just took the outline for both and applied them across course and the book. That makes sense. It does make sense. And that's great because now you're using your content for multiple platforms. When is your book coming out? It'll be out this fall. I don't have an exact date, but it'll be out in the fall 2023. So if somebody's listening to this later, that's when it'll be there. It's called Don't Suck at Business. I'm very excited. Uh, We've put it out to some people so far. They've really liked it. I need to make a couple more changes and it'll be ready. We'll put the link down here regarding speaking engagements. You mentioned that you do speaking engagements too. Did that come before your course? And has that, what has been the progression with all of that? Uh, Speaking engagements is how I started. So the company in Utah hired me to teach their business educators. And I ran, like they would, have me come up and speak for essentially three days and teach them all of the content. And then I started speaking for like Utah State University, uh, small business development centers, those type of places all hired me to come in and teach little bits of training. That's also how I got started with the Women's Business Center is I was teaching workshops 
for them and training those types of things. So that's how I started probably because like I'm loud and opinionated. And so, so they're okay with that. Uh, that's like a really good niche for me. Uh, I talk a lot and I'm, I'm pretty loud. People like me there. That's where I started. The book is set up to help me increase like the speaking engagements. It's kind of part of my funnel. So it's set up to help me increase speaking engagements, but the speaking engagements was number one for me. And then the course came later. Nice. Regarding your course, what is the one thing that people always asked about that you built your course around? I don't I don't know if it counts as one thing. They just need to know how to start right. They needed to know how to build a business foundation because there's like a whole foundation you need before you really start growing. And if you don't do it right, and then you're five, six, seven, eight years into business and you have to fix it, it's expensive. Like not $1,000 expensive, like five to 10 to $20,000 expensive to fix it. So the one thing would be like a solid business foundation that allows you to grow without all of the mistakes grow faster, make sure you're more profitable. If they, if someone decided to, that they wanted to start their business tomorrow and they just Mm -hmm. wanted a couple things to do, and then of course they're going to reach out to you, but what would be a couple things that they would be able to do? The very first thing, I mean, I would say the very first thing is to get legal, but I'm going to skip that one. After that is to figure out what your business model is. So business model isn't your entity type. A business model is how you deliver goods and services. Carvana is still a car dealership. They are still a car dealership. The only thing they do different from traditional car dealership is how they deliver their goods and services. So they'll pick up your car. They'll deliver your car. They have their funky, super cool car vending machines. That's a business model. Airbnbs, bed and breakfast have been around since the dawn of time, like those have existed for eons. Airbnb just flipped the script on the business model. It's the same thing. They just changed it so that it's more accessible to everyone. So the first thing I would do, the very first thing before you do anything else, I would know what you want your business model to be. Are you teaching online? Are you a food truck? Are you, are people coming in and eating with you? Um, Are you a coach? Like, what are you doing? What does it look like? How are you delivering your goods and services? That's what I would start with. Number one, ask yourself a bunch of questions and know exactly what you're trying to build and what it looks like. Number two would be branding. Number one is the business model. Okay. So branding, business model, and legal all wrapped up in one, right? The legal stuff, like I am a proponent of being legal as soon as you can because it protects your name. It gets you started, all of those things. But nobody wants to talk about that. So the actual other pieces, the next one, (laughs) is a business model. If you get that done and you feel really good, you can start working on your brand. Love it. What kind of obstacles have you had to overcome for any of your businesses? So many. One of them though, that is fantastic. I live in the middle of nowhere. A Walmart is almost a hundred miles away from me. The closest Walmart is almost a hundred miles away from me. The second closest Walmart is like 140 miles away from me. That blows my mind. Yeah. So when I started, we had very little internet, um, super rural. We're getting a fiber internet in the next week. Everyone is very excited about that. That is brand new to all of us here. So I live in the middle of nowhere, which makes speaking engagements a little bit harder. Sometimes we have funky internet, which makes stuff like this a little bit harder. 
et cetera. That has been something we've had to kind of patch together and piece together. If I could do it out in the middle of nowhere with faulty internet, I think most people can. That's interesting. Now with your photography business, is it a small town as well? And like, did you have to drive a long ways for your clients? I, I started my photography business when I lived in Phoenix. So Phoenix is very big. Oh, sure. Uh, several million, I believe. Um, Phoenix is big. So I didn't have to travel there because they were all right there. It wasn't such a big deal. But uh, five or six years into that business, we moved home to this teeny tiny town in, in Utah. And then I did have to travel because I still had I still had weddings in Phoenix. And so it's about a five hour drive, five, six. So I had to travel every other weekend to take care of that. And then running the business from this tiny town, I did have to travel about two, about two or three hours to surrounding communities very frequently for weddings. We're close to Telluride. So that's a good, that's a good hub for weddings for sure. Mm -hmm. Travel out that way, Durango, those types of things. Not the whole time, but those last about four years, I traveled a lot. I can see how internet would be a, a definite issue. Yeah, for sure. We had dial up for way longer than we should have. It was an exciting time. It was an exciting time, but we've made right. it work. So it's good. That's great. Well, thank goodness for delivery services. Now you must get every, do you get everything delivered? We get a lot of stuff delivered. We do have a, our, our grocery store is a resort grocery store. That's what they call it. So it, everything's too expensive. That's what happens. And since I'm an entrepreneur and I'm weird, I just, got a business license for food and the trucks that deliver to like the restaurants and stuff, the food trucks, they also come to my house. And so we order in bulk and they come to our house with that. And then uh, we sell out the bulk. We have a group that we do that with uh, to kind of keep costs down, but we order a lot of stuff. I mean, that's brilliant. It's been nice. Yes, yeah. we get to so try. You can just food. add that to your. You can add that to your list of, <laughs> of, of businesses. businesses, and then I have seven. <laughs> That's right. Now you have seven. Three. I have never counted that one, but technically, I mean, legally, it is a business, so maybe I should count it. Because yeah, why not? All right, I'll go to seven. That's <laughs> life changing today. We're bumping things up. Yes. <laughs> How many clients have you had with your launched? business right now? What are you at? And do you do like, um, is it a membership with it? Is it a course? Like how did, how did, how do you work that? So right now it is six month course. It's the launcher business Academy. We're not talking about getting opened as much as we are talking about how to like launch, like take off, get your business to the place that you want it to be. And it is a six month course right now. I have the capacity to take 25 students at a time. We are working on moving that up and bringing on a new business coach who should help. And so that should expand our capacity right there. But it's a six month course. Everything is pre-recorded. So you can go at your own pace. It's all kind of dripped out. So we'll all work on marketing together. We'll all work on branding together, et cetera. And then we meet once a month and do group coaching. And then we have another expert call every month that helps move you forward Make sure you're taking the right steps. We do weekly check-ins with everyone to make sure we're all on the same track, answer all the questions, et cetera. And that's pretty much what it looks like. At the end of the six months, there is an alumni program that you can opt into, which is a membership option that's super, super affordable. The big thing that we push out is that six-month academy. Love it. What is your favorite personal development book or podcast? Okay, this is a weird one. 
Uh, there's one called Doodle Therapy that is also just coming out, but I was a beta reader, hands down, hands down one of my favorites. I forget that I like to draw and doodling is like really good for your brain. It's really good for your brain. It's like a deep meditation type thing. Very cool book. Very cool book for sure. Yeah, that's great. What is the best advice you've ever received? Oh, the best advice I ever received was actually from, I live right next to the Navajo reservation, like, like right next to it. And I was doing a wedding. I was photographing a wedding down there. And some people were unhappy that I was there because I am not Native American. I am white. And uh, these ceremonies are like a really important deal. And one of their elders noticed that I was kind of panicking because some people were acting a little cranky that I was there. And he pulled me aside. He told me to just stand up straight. He said, stand up straight and do your job. You're going to be just fine. And it was like the nicest. It's like one of the best pieces of advice I've ever, ever had in my whole life. And I think about it all the time because sometimes we do spiral and we do spiral. And he, what a, what a strange thing for him to even notice, but he totally noticed what was happening. Totally pulled me aside. And it's gotten me through a lot of things. Just stand up straight and do your job. And it was just kind of this nice little wake up call in the middle of this chaos. And everything was fine. It was fine. Nobody was screaming. It was fine. Everyone was okay. But yeah, it's gotten me through a lot of stuff. I think about it often. Yeah, I love that. That's wonderful. What's your favorite app or system that you use to streamline your everyday tasks? Sweet Dash. Not everyone's heard of Sweet Dash. I love Sweet Dash. I love Zapier. I love um, all of the Google products for sure. But Sweet Dash is really, really good at creating systems for you, systematizing everything you're doing, systematizing your clients, making things easier to refer back to. Hands down, I've used a lot of, lot of CRMs. I've used a lot of management programs and I always end up back at Sweet Dash for sure. Where can listeners find you online? Launched Academy. So pretty much anything. TikTok, Launched Academy, uh, Instagram, I launched Academy. And then that's also my website, Facebook, same thing. Just put it in. You'll find it. Awesome. Kara, thanks so much for coming on the MRS podcast. I truly appreciate you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was fun. Thanks. Have a great day. You too. Thank you so much. And now a quick note from our sponsor. What's the number one piece of jewelry, maybe besides your wedding band, that you wear every day? I don't know about you, but for me, it's earrings. No matter how busy I am, I put a pair of earrings on every day. And I keep an extra pair in my purse for earring emergencies because let's face it, we are all super busy. Try the Complete Luxury Earring of the Month Club where you will receive one pair of earrings every month the whole idea of the Earring of the Month Club is to build an earring wardrobe for you to have a variety of earrings, no matter what the occasion, no matter what your mood, you will have earrings to wear with your outfit. Many of our customers tell us they would not have picked out some of the earrings, but love them. And once they put them on, they wear them all the time. For your Earring of the Month Club experience, go to completeluxurybox.com forward slash earrings. That's complete luxury box.com forward slash earrings with an S.